Hi, this is Chris Bridger, and you're listening to That's What I Meant, the podcast. Today's episode is all about horror movie history and trivia, so hopefully we've got some horror hounds out there that'll enjoy this. So please just strap in and enjoy part three of our 2020 Halloween Spookstravaganza. Alrighty, so we're talking about horror movies today, which should be a fun little trip. Um, I should probably introduce you guys, shouldn't I? Jeez, I'm just going right into it. People probably can't see you in the podcast feed. I am here today with Eric Hallberg and Matt Hellyer once again. Uh, Eric is with the Improv Playhouse and you can see him acting. I think it's every other week right now. It's hard to say because we film these in advance, but something like that. Um, you can catch shows at 7.30 and 9 o'clock. 7.30 is family friendly. 9 o'clock is not family friendly. Uh, but it is adult friendly and it's very fun. And Matt Hellier you can catch also at the Improv Playhouse sometimes. But you can also catch him right now podcasting on reviewparty.com, which can be found at reviewparty.com.com. And uh, yeah, you can also find both of them here. They obviously are here today and they are on many other episodes. I don't know what I'm talking about. Let's talk about horror movies. So we have our own own hat hooks. Is what you're trying to <laughs> exactly. tell Exactly. Yeah. There's uh there's chairs with your names on it. You don't always sit in them, but they have been deemed your chair. Oh, you you got you actually got those? Ones? Yeah, I I wish you'd come over and use them once. It's not like you're under quarantine or something. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, right. Man. Exactly. Um yeah, so horror movies. Let's let's start as I am often want to do at the beginning. Do you guys know what the very first horror movie was? It's gotta be a Dracula, right? The... Dracul. Wow. You mean like the first like filmed movie? <laughs> I don't know the definition. There are. Well, honestly, yeah, it could have just been the first movie. And then when they yes. looked at it, it was so, whoa. The first movie that was considered a horror movie? Yeah, it was like, is that what you're it was like specifically that? made to be like, scary scary or have like because it's not particularly scary but it has like themes of horror, horror and monsters and that kind of stuff yeah yeah i got yeah i mean i think dracula was like turn of the Nosferatu. i'm gonna go yeah i'm gonna go with yeah nosferatu i would that would be my guess as well those are strong guesses nosferatu i'm a big fan of nosferatu um right you're in the wrong century, though. Whoa. There's one. What? They, Wait a minute. They snuck one in in the 1890s. They actually sucked like six in. Um, <laughs> Wait a minute. There were movies in the 1800s? Super late 1800s. The Probably the oldest wow. one you've ever seen, if I had to guess, is from 1902, which is from a guy named George Malay, Malays. I, I don't know. It's French. So something like that. M-E-L-I-E-S. So I'm going to call him George Mayonnaise. He um he is the guy who directed the movie A Trip to the Moon in oh. 1902. All right, sure. Shoot the bullet and sticks in the eye. Right. Yeah, classic. So six years before that, in 1896, he filmed a movie called The House of the Devil, which is about I, I watched it and I want to say it was like six minutes long or something. But it is about a guy who summons there's no, I take that back. Is a bat flying around and then it turns into Mephistopheles, which is like a demon, demonic agent sort of character. And he has an assistant and him and the assistant conjure up some little like gremlin impy guys. 
And then they proceed to just run around and play tricks, like play pranks on two random guys who are walking around. And I wrote down what some of these pranks were so you could get an idea of what qualified as a prank in the 1890s. Wearing a top hat, Um, I think. (laughs) That had just, they finally got over it right before. Um, So they had things they... A guy goes to sit on a bench and the bench teleports to the other side of the room. <laughs> and then he walks to the other side of the room and it teleports back. Wow, cutting edge. Uh, wow, that was right. That was advanced. They uh they the guy goes to sit on the bench and then a skeleton just apparates in the space on the bench and he gets all spooked out by it. <laughs> There's one part You think people at the time knew that how that could be done, or do you think that was magic? <laughs> Like I, they turn the camera off and turn it back on. We know that now, but back then that might have been just like amazing. I feel like it probably blew people's minds, or at the very least, they were like, "Well, obviously, we know it's a trick." But like, yeah, it's like the equivalent of when somebody tells me, "Like, oh yeah, you know, all the Lord of the Rings was just like miniatures," and I'm like, "But wait, surely that's impossible." <laughs> um, other things in there. The uh, there's an awesome part. One because there's ghosts and the way they are dressed is literally just people with white sheets, no eye coals cut out or anything. It's like the most basic ghost costume you could ever have. And they just kind of like march around kind of, it's not really much of a prank. It's just people in ghost costumes walking around. Uh, And then also one of them pokes some guy in the ass with a pitchfork, which is probably like the most pranky of the whole bunch. But that's where it started. Yep. And that's literally basically the whole thing like that so this french guy he was he was 11 years old right <laughs> yes, yes yes exactly <laughs> basically that's that's yeah that's rough it was like the movies i made when i was a kid <laughs> that's, that's pretty much it except he's a world famous cinematic trailblazer yeah you know, i guess born a century too early <laughs> uh yeah i just it cracked me up i was like I don't know if I want to watch a movie from 1896 in my head. It was going to be like watching like Metropolis, which is another I've now named all of the silent films I've ever watched in my life between Nosferatu and Metropolis. And they were both good, but I was like, I don't want to watch an hour and 40 minutes. It was like six minutes long. I was like, this is shorter than a Looney Tunes cartoon and possibly less mature. Well, I wonder where they actually like showed those. I mean, like, the world's fair or something and you know they must have been there were no movie theaters, yeah they must right? have been touring they didn't something yeah yeah i know they um oh what movie is it i think it's well there's a bunch of them but i think maybe nosferatu is one of the ones that like only survives because we randomly found a reel of it like 60 years later hmm. oh really yeah i think that was one of them um i know that like those pop up every once in a while i feel like a lot of these ones are like that because yeah there's only like a couple reels and right. I think it would literally like they'd tour with it. They, and show they it. knew that it was made and then it mm-hmm. disappeared to time. So there could be stuff out there still that we don't know about. Yeah. It's like those weird, like the Greek plays. Who's the guy we know he wrote a ninth play, but we can't find it anyway. Sophocles. Like, I'm looking at my shelf. That might, I think I might be right. Um, yeah. Like we know that like Herodotus wrote that he had a play, but all <laughs> we can only find eight. We're like, well, it would be a weird enough thing to yeah. lie about. <laughs> yeah, why did you say that? Yeah, it wasn't true. We should do that. Like, just be like, yeah, yeah, like J.D. Salinger's second book. And then, like, 150 years, people are like, J.D. Salinger wrote two books? <laughs> I don't think that's right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what gives one author the 
the wherewithal to create history like that. But so, what was your review of this movie you saw then? Um, because it was six minutes long, I'll say it's worth <laughs> watching, or at least watching a little bit of. Yeah. Had it been a second, a second longer, I'd turn down. Yeah, yeah, I think that's where. Yeah, it's, it's in the right public domain by now. Yep. Yeah. You've probably seen clips of it in like History Channel documentaries where they're too cheap to pay for their own like recreation footage. Right. All right. So yeah, that's the that is the the first horror movie ever made. So let's bounce over to and I'll give you guys a caveat on this one. The question is what is the scariest movie ever made? My measure is the best rated horror movie on Rotten Tomatoes. So critically acclaimed best horror movie wow the, a bet, I, you know i'm gonna go with the classic exorcist i was gonna say yeah exorcist has to have the layup on that right a lot of people that messed them up watching that one <laughs> either that or the omen those yeah the omen that's pretty awesome you, i feel like you guys get me because that's where i would have been but it is not it's much more modern really it's in fact very modern oh very I modern mean, i really liked the three you saw the girl. <laughs> I really liked I've never seen the movie. new Halloween movie. I never saw it. Uh, I heard it was great. Oh, yeah, it was wonderful. I haven't. <laughs> I haven't seen it either. But Pennywise. I mean, the new it. That, I mean, I haven't seen it. Was it. Not, it was up there. The it, yeah, it's, it is us. That newest oh. Jordan Peele movie from 2019, I think. That did look very eerie. I yeah. regret I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. It was. I think it was rated like a 99 when they do the like they weight them so that people who have more reviews. So it kind of like favors more modern movies because they tend to have more critical reviews on the internet. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. So that was number one, number two, any guess for number two? Oh, um, number two. I'll say get out. Maybe it's get out. (laughs) Yeah. Jordan Peele holds down the number one and the number two slots. Wow. Wow. Have you seen either one of them? Are they? Are they? I haven't, yeah. I haven't seen either of them. I want to. Get Out is really good. It's not straight horror, a thriller-ish for sure. Yeah. And there are some nice yeah. moments of comedy and commentary. Uh, really good movie. Uh, and yeah, it's got some scares, but it makes sense that okay. us is but above it. It is classified as a horror movie. I just love okay. that the guy who wrote the wow. AA Ron sketch holds the number one and number two spots for scariest movie um so i'll get there's more to this question but before i get to that do you guys have a like movie that has scared you the most oh several i don't know i don't even know the name of it but it was the proverbial like peek through the door to watch the movie when i was a kid and it was called killdozer killdozer yes Oh my god! It was god. about a bulldozer that hit a meteor, meteoric rock or something, and became possessed. It freaked me out. When I I, I remember my uh, my aunt telling telling me all about Killdozer years ago, <laughs> and fast forward a couple years after that, I was watching a uh, History Channel, and they were doing the real life Killdozer of some guy who had like stolen a bulldozer, and was just kind of like driving around town. I don't remember why. There was some reason why. But he was literally, he would just like drive into buildings and take out walls and just like, I don't don't think anybody got hurt, but it was just like one of those things where I was like, oh yeah, 
I guess a bulldozer. Well, fortunately, would... they're very slow. So you can probably oh, yeah, get out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And then there was a gargoyle movie from the 70s. It was pretty horrific. I don't remember that hmm. name of that. Yeah, I just remember at the end, they poured gasoline on all the eggs and burned it. There you go. It's effective. And I watched that. I watched that from the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> I was always uh, creeped out by Chucky Ooh. as a younger child. A strong like, one. Lying yeah. in bed, and like, there's some. He's, my bed isn't tall enough. He could get out of my bed <laughs> and get me. I'm trying to remember what, like, I always feel like there, I can't think of a movie off the top of my head that, like, really, really got me, which is surprising because when I was a kid, like, anything remotely scary scared the crap out of me. I remember going to see the, I don't remember, I must have been like nine or 10 when the first uh, X Men movie came out, like, the very, very first one. And I remember being like super creeped out the first time that uh, Wolverine's claws like came out of his hand and they do like a close up of it, like <laughs> splitting open the skin. And I was like, nope, this isn't for me. Um, Gotta go. That one, there was also, I remember an X-Files episode where they were in space and there was a ghost outside the space shuttle that really freaked me out. Oh, yeah. X-Files got me. Uh, uh, I The Chicago Wolves games, like the pre- the, the cinematic what? thing that they would play on the TV. Some guy was getting chased by wolves or something, and maybe he turned into a wolf. I just remember being at the game, like, terrified. That's hilarious. Everybody's cheering. Poor little oh. Matt's like, oh, no. The He's having flashbacks. The other one that got me more recently, and, and for, I think, like, I had, like, a good, like, window there where I was, like, in college and immediately out of college and, like, late high school where I loved horror movies. Now I'm getting back in the mode where I'm like, yeah, I don't need to see somebody's like arm get cut off. Thank you very much. Um, oh, exactly. I can't, I can't do any of that. But I recently watched Pet Cemetery, and there's the part where uh, I can't remember his name. The little kid slashes the old man's uh, Achilles from under the bed, Ooh. and there was a good period of like I had to kind of like hustle over to bed and sort of like slide in, like yeah, I don't want to deal with any of this. Oh. Uh yeah, like like that. Little scary movies. Um, so going back to Rotten Tomatoes, number one, number two on the weighted ratings are Us and Get Out. But there are two movies on their like top fifty list that were actually rated one hundred percent. Want to see if you guys can get those. I'm keeping in mind that like one hundred percent by people or the critics. By no, critics. The two... Okay. Yeah. And this is of all time. Oh well, I guess Exorcist has got to be up there somewhere i think that one was like 97 98 or something it was up there but it really? wasn't 100 it wasn't 100 wow okay gosh 100 the, um, the key is you got to go pretty old because if you have too many critics there's always going to be one bad egg right there's always gonna be one guy out there who's like this movie is derivative you're like it's jaws dude well i remember i mean i thought halloween was pretty legendary when that came out that would probably be 100 percent for me but it's it's yeah. Further back than that. Rosemary's Baby? Still earlier. Pre-World War II for both of these. Oh, yeah. really? And you've definitely heard of one. You maybe haven't heard of the other one. Is one of them the cabinet of Dr. Caligari? That's the one I thought somebody might not Ooh. know. Good job. Wow. That is... Uh, okay, oh, I need to watch it. <laughs> I haven't... I've seen clips, that's, but... That's where I'm at. You know, Frankenstein? Frankenstein. The first one, 1931. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's one classic, that's yeah. probably closest to the actual story that Mary Shelley wrote. If I'm yeah, yeah, it's correct. pretty much right there. The old Bar- Boris Karloff one. 
Yeah. It's a good movie. I don't know if you guys have watched it. I have got a hundred. Yeah. Oh, not for many years, but yeah, sure. Of I picked up all of those on DVD a few years ago, all those universal monster movies. Mm-hmm. And they're all nice. like, they're not, you know, all home runs, but they're all pretty good, pretty solid little yeah. movies. Well, when I was a kid, they used to play like creature from the black lagoon, yeah. like all the time. I must've seen that almost more than any other movie. Probably. <laughs> and that was, that was, that was one scary like costume. Yeah. Oh yeah. Very freaky. I, I feel still feel like that's one of the best like monster designs out there. Yeah, and you're on a boat, you're kind of like, you know, trapped up there and things grabbing people and you're underwater. I mean, it's got a lot of scary themes, drowning and Plus it laid the uh laid the groundwork for the cinematic majesty that is Anaconda. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a <laughs> Wow. Or snakes on You're playing a movie that co-starred Ice Cube and Jennifer Lopez in the 90s was not cinematic gold. I'd have to do a double take. I, <laughs> I was listening to a different podcast that does like movie reviews and I hadn't seen Anaconda in years and years. And they pointed out that, um, oh, who is the uh, Angelina Jolie's dad? John Voight. John yeah, Voight. I was thinking, who is the old guy in that movie? His uh, his accent is from nowhere. Like, if you go <laughs> oh, back and really? listen to it, you're like, oh my god, that is just a nothing. It's just an accent John Voight seems to have made <laughs> up in the dark of night. It's incredible. It's like kind of Cajun, but kind of Paraguayan. <laughs> and, uh, it's very odd. Um, getting back, Frankenstein was 100% Dr. The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari was... Also 100%, and that one is always a special one. I feel like that's the one that a lot of people know of. But it is basically credited as credited with inventing the horror genre. Uh, obviously, we were talking about there's like that movie from 1896 that was a big deal. Um, but I guess The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari has like all the tropes. It hits like plays with shadows. It kind of plays with like setting up a murder early and then toying with like who did it and just kind of has a lots of just those like tropey pieces of uh of horror in it so i feel like for a cinephile it's probably a must watch i think i've only ever seen chunks of it mm-hmm. any vincent price movies in that top under there's got to be some i'm sure there were you know a movie i did not know what was that one there was one where he played like a crazy doctor do you guys remember that one that was always very creepy Ooh, i don't know what was that called I did just find out he's in Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. He plays the invisible man. Yeah. Right. Also, I am proud to say that I'm of the age that my main exposure to Vincent Price and what I still mostly think of him as is as the co-star in The 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. Where, <laughs> really? where I thought you were going to say Thriller. <laughs> he is. Well, also that. <laughs> But there is, yeah, there's a whole Scooby-Doo cartoon where Vincent Price, it plays Vincent Price hanging out with Scooby-Doo and Shaggy and Daphne. And I think Scrappy's in it, which is probably its biggest shortcoming. Uh, that's why we don't know about it. <laughs> Otherwise. Um, I mean, I, I got to give it to him. Vincent Price almost makes Scrappy bearable. So. Wow. Well, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> I mean, Scooby-Doo has kind of made, I think they're one of the reasons Halloween became like popular year round. See that it was kind of that vibe. Kind of get that. It's fun to be spooky vibe going a little bit. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the only reason I ever woke up early in the morning. My entire life was to watch <laughs> Saturday morning. It was like, I got to get seven o'clock. <laughs> I got to get in the basement. We, uh, 
when I was in college, we had Scooby-Doo on DVD. I don't remember if I've talked about this on the podcast, but I like right before going to college, I randomly found the original like Scooby-Doo, where are you on DVD? There's every episode on DVD for like, I don't know, 20 bucks. They're like, oh, I'll pick this up. And that proceeded to be hands down the most watched thing in our college careers. Because nice. it was something where you'd like <laughs> throw it on the TV and everybody would just be like chatting and people would like pop in and they'd be like, hey, what's that's Scooby-Doo. And then they just kind of like <laughs> sidle up and just kind of like hang out in the room and just join the conversation. But oh, they're like, oh yeah, I remember this one. Let me check it out. Locked in. Yeah. You got to find out what happened. Exactly. Who knows who the killer could be? <laughs> That's right. There's as many as seven characters in an episode of... Uh... I know, but their head was never bigger, even with all those masks. You know? <laughs> that alone. That alone was fascinating. Is, yeah. Can that be? I was always wondering, like, when you see masks from the 1960s, they're not good. So no. am I to believe that some like ornery farmer who was worried that they were going to build an airstrip over his cornfield was like <laughs> the Tom Savini of his age and made like the greatest mask anybody's ever seen? He's yeah. a farmer, but I don't he's... think you get those in the Sears catalog either. <laughs> those masks for the farmer yeah, out there. Just, he moonlights as like whatever, like Harry, <laughs> Tom Harryhausen, whatever that guy's name is. Yeah. It's incredible. All right. Well, I think we got to take a break shortly, but we can get one last one in here. Let's do. These ones are pretty easy. I got two movies for you with alternate titles. These were the original titles of the movie. I don't see if you can guess the movie. So the first one is Long Night at Camp Blood. It got a better name, okay. which isn't hard to do because that's a terrible name. Okay. Oh, I think I know this. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty close to home. That's my my lampshading, uh, my guess. It's got to be Friday the 13th, right? That's it. Friday the 13th. Oh, really? Oh, oh. I thought it was going to be the uh, the story of the traveling pants. <laughs> Sister of the traveling pants. Sister of the traveling pants. That's it. That would be incredible. <laughs> okay. God, they should... You know how directors will do like fake movie, like fake names for movies so people don't like try to get on set? Like, did you? Right. I, I was in Chicago when they were filming The Dark Knight and they had like, uh, we, we saw they were filming something. We're like, oh, I wonder if that's The Dark Knight. And we like, there's some like PA and he's like, oh, it's uh, like Rory's first kiss or Rory's last kiss or something. And we're like, ah, whatever. It sounds dumb. So we just kept walking. And then, Years and years and years later, I was on IMDb and there was like a trivia thing where I was like, oh yeah, when they were filming The Dark Knight, they used the title Rory's First Kiss. To, yeah. <laughs> no way. I didn't, see, I didn't know they did yeah. that. That's, that's news I guess they just like, to, yeah, which I guess I got to get because I'm sure people are like, you just have like a line of people yeah. like trying to see. Sure. It's like a check into a hotel as a famous person. Yeah. Kinda. Different name. All right. So that's the first one. The second one, I, I feel like this one's not going to be too tough, but it's The Babysitter Murders. Oh yeah, the Babysitters Club. <laughs> the that was the original plot, and boy, they're like, you know, let's make it a little more it's scary. Not testing great. The babysitter that I'd say was maybe that's got to be Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, agreed. They were babysitters. Yeah. Apparently, it wasn't even supposed to be set around Halloween until I think this is the only time I've ever seen this story out of Hollywood. Some producer was like, "Yeah, it'd probably be better if you put it around a holiday." <laughs> it's like, all right, Halloween it yeah. is. <laughs> yeah that that changed the whole thing I bet. there's a i found a big old list of like halloween trivia 
And I think the thing that maybe boggled my mind the most was that John Carpenter wrote the entire score in three days. What? Which, to be fair, the main song is one note. So that one's not terribly impressive. But but that's a whole movie's worth of score. That's a lot of work to do in three days. I I sent out like nine emails in three days. Um, All right, well... That was before email, though. <laughs> you, got more, you, got, you got a lot more time on your hand <laughs> to focus. That's fair. That's fair. I can get that. Uh, all right. So let's, let's grab a break. And uh, we will be back in just a moment. This is the story you've heard about, talked about. The spine-tingling, blood-chilling story that stuns your emotions. Frankenstein. Oh, it's alive. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Welcome back. We are back from break. Thank you for sticking with us. We've got still a whole bunch of horror movie trivia to get to. So let's go right into uh, this one's, I think, a little bit of a a playground. It's been discussed on many a playground. Do you guys know whether or not Texas Chainsaw Massacre was based on a real story? Yes. You know, I I don't want to like. You say yes. You think it was? Yes. Um, gosh, I want to say no, because I just don't want to accept that things like that happen. (laughs) Well, Eric, you will be happy to know it is not based on a real story, but it was. Oh, I can sleep tonight. That's sweet. (laughs) But it was advertised as based on a real story. It's like, it's famously kind of the first thing to have that. Like, I think it was in the trailer. Or on the VHS box or something, or they're like, "This is based on a true story." Well, I remember in high school, everybody telling me, "Man, you got to see that movie. It's a true story." Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad it's not based it was... on a true chainsaw. <laughs> it's even funnier because the guy who directed it, Toby Hooper, I found a thing where they were like in- interviewing him about what the uh, the inspiration for it was. And he was like, "Yeah, I was in the hardware store and I I saw a wall full of chainsaws and I thought <laughs> I got it." <laughs> it's like. That's like the joke everybody makes for how you came up with this movie, Toby Hooper. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's pretty innocent. Better than some other things that could have happened. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, they were the first one to do it. And you can almost always rely on the fact that if a horror movie says it's based on a true story, it absolutely is not. Because there's no, there's no anybody checking, basically. Yeah. Well, and if you think about it, okay, if you were a murderer, a chainsaw is very loud. It would right? probably be like really stupid, like mass murder weapon. But that's why right. it's in Texas, okay? okay. <laughs> yeah. Room. Not a lot of space. Also, like, it's very easy to turn a chainsaw against the wielder relative to other weapons. Right. Right? Chainsaws like, jam, too. They yeah. get locked up. It just seems yeah. like it's not an efficient weapon. It's just loud and smelly. Yeah. Um, I, I will, however, take this moment to give kudos to one of my favorite scary movies, Blair Witch Project which did the, based on the true story, they took it to heart. Because not only did they do the whole like found footage thing, but this was right in the early, early days of IMDb. And they listed all three of the actors as deceased on their IMDb <laughs> profiles. Nice. Wow. And so, yeah, big wow. kudos to that. They may or may not show up in other trivia questions because, again, I, I love that movie. Um, uh, I'll give you guys a hint. This next one is not... The Blair Witch Project, but do you guys know what the longest running horror movie franchise is based on number of movies? Because otherwise, it's probably Dracula. Ooh, yeah, good point. 
Oh, movies. I was going to say Scooby-Doo, but that's that's yeah. horror. <laughs> there are a lot of Terrifying. Halloween movies uh, in the Halloween yeah. franchise, Halloween. but I don't think that's it. There are a lot of Freddy movies, but I think most is probably Friday the 13th. That's where I'm, I'm hanging Friday my. the 13th again? Yeah. yeah. I, I got to go with that, too. You got to go with that? So you guys are correct as of right now. There are well, 12 Friday the 13th movies. Really? Ooh. I thought there were like six or eight. Okay. No, there's, so there's, fr- there's Friday the 13th, 13th, one through four. My favorite thing about four is that it's the final chapter <laughs> and there are eight more movies. Eh. <laughs> Don't <laughs> pay attention. Final-ish. Um, and then, yeah, you get like, uh, you think you get like the new blood, you get... Uh, Jason goes to Manhattan. Yeah, There's Jason in space. Oh, Jason space, yeah. fights okay. Freddy. It's a, there are, I will argue that out of 12 Friday the 13th movies, there is one good Friday the 13th movie <laughs> and 11 others. Now, I've only, I think I've only seen two of them. Um, in the, in the, the ones that like eight, nine, 10, do the teenagers get smarter? Well, they're in or, space. So sort of, yeah. so they're, <laughs> they're astronauts, but they're still going. Like, What's that sound? Yo, you go. <laughs> Wait a minute. There's no sound in space. I watched a Ridley Scott documentary about this. Um, I think what happens is it really a space one? Come on, there yeah. is. Yeah, they're like. What? I don't remember. They're like shipping him to like a museum or something, right? He's I frozen. I yeah. think. And somebody like unfreezes him and he wreaks havoc on the spaceship. Oh it's like somebody watched Alien and thought, I could make this much worse. <laughs> and they did. <laughs> I think, I could be wrong, but I think Jason go, Jason in Manhattan or whatever it's called. Takes, I want to takes say Manhattan. takes Manhattan. <laughs> oh my God. Like the Muppets. <laughs> he, I think that one, a big part of the plot is him getting onto a like high school prom river cruise boat. Okay. And then I... that's what brings him into Manhattan, I believe. Oh wow. I'm fair I'm I'm 90% sure he goes in on a, like on one of those river cruise boats, but like 70% sure it's a high school prom, which if it's wow. not, they should have made that decision because I'm sure it's better <laughs> than whatever they did. Jason goes to hell too. Yes, Jason does go to hell on one. <laughs> Come on. Um I, in general, I think I've heard you can you can give one through four a good watch, and don't deal with anything after <laughs> after that. Pretty yeah. much. Also, if it, it gets so bad, it's good or not? No, it's just bad. It's. Oh. I mean, it's if you don't want to watch a movie, if you just want to like yeah. drink beers and laugh at something that it claims right. to be a movie, you could get right. you could do worse. Uh, fun fact for Friday the Thirteenth Four, though. There's actually an actress in it named Debbie Voorhees. <laughs> shares the name of her antagonist. Uh, there's nothing. I, I think, if I remember right, I think that's literally her only credit on IMDb. Is this one movie? No. Surprised it doesn't happen more often. <laughs> yeah. Um. So there is a caveat: twelve Friday the Thirteenth movies, but there are eleven Halloween movies, and there and are two more coming out by. 2022 which will give it the uh the stranglehold on most <laughs> movies 
additionally because Friday the 13th is apparently caught in like legal hell right now because everybody's fighting over who actually has the rights so there's no sign of anyone coming out anytime oh. in the oh huh immediate yeah. future and there was a there was a big how to do about whatever video game it was where you could play as jason yeah and, yep. and, so who are who are the plaintiffs <laughs> uh i don't know okay i'm sorry <laughs> New line well, I mean, cinema. Like, I, I, the, the director and like I don't know cinematographer. <laughs> I think the last one that came out. I just made a joke about New Line Cinema. I actually think the last one that came out was New Line. I think Michael Bay was oh, a producer. Okay. okay. I don't know if he like owned any rights or not, but that was a weird movie. So they that movie they it was independently produced and they took out an ad in Variety for the movie before they had financing for it. So they were like still in discussions with the producers got financing because like they put this ad in and everybody was like this looks great we want this movie and the finance went, all nice. right well i guess i gotta give you cash now oh <laughs> nice move um well we're on the topic of cash look at that look at nice little transition there do you guys have any idea what the most successful horror movie of all time is and i've measured this two ways everything is in 2020 dollars so keep that in mind okay um and i have both the highest earning and because this is a, apparently a business podcast, the highest ROI. So what made the most like profit and what made the most just flat out money? Oh, I don't have my calculator here. I am going to steer <laughs> us in a direction we haven't, haven't steered and say the sixth sense. It was oh, up there. It was I like, feel like it, it was one that people talked about, sort of like everyone talked about Avatar, that you yeah. gotta go see this. Right. No, I'm gonna go that route. I'm gonna go with Poltergeist. Uh, Poltergeist. Pretty, pretty huge in the day. Um, well, but I don't, you know, I don't know if that ever like really was multi-generational though. So I will say you guys have brought up both of these movies already in the episode. Oh. Oh. The Exorcism? The Exorcist, the Exorcist. yeah. Exorcist, yes, number me. one in twenty twenty dollars, really? it made two point seven million dollars. Wow, a lot two of point, dollars. What? Two point seven million? That's not a lot. Two point seven billion. Sorry. Oh, billion. That's yes. even, <laughs> I'm impressed with million. Two point seven million dollars, just fifty million dollars <laughs> less than it cost to film. <laughs> um, yes, two point seven billion dollars in twenty twenty dollars. Wow. Right behind it is another famous movie, which. I would argue it's not really a horror movie because it kind of is, but coming in at two point four billion in twenty twenty dollars is Jaws. Oh, that yeah, was, sure, yeah. Was, yeah. And then I think it's a really big drop off. I'm not gonna lie. Good. Oh, I wouldn't call it, yeah. I, I always thought Jaws was a scary movie, but I wouldn't call it a horror movie. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, I think I'm not gonna lie. I took the time to go to the Wikipedia list of all of the like highest grossing horror films and then calculate inflation for all 50 of them to see where they fell because I'm an economist and that's what I do. Uh, Sixth Sense is the only other movie to break a billion. A billion 55. All right. Wow. It's a good guess. It's less than half of Jaws, which is crazy that The Exorcist (laughs) made. Exorcist $440 million in 1973. That's a lot of millions of dollars. Yeah. Um... The highest gross, like, of the time is it. They made seven hundred million dollars in twenty seventeen when it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
none of those are the highest margin movies. Uh, Evil margin. Dead, because they filmed it for like 20, <laughs> for nothing. Oh, right. I, I wish it was. Or Blair Witch Project. Blair Witch Project. Smart. That's it. That was like nobody, it, right? They, well, here, I, I, I have the numbers. Let me get it. Because they, they sound wrong when you see them. <laughs> the budget for Blair Witch Project was $500,000. And it made $248 million. Wow. It had a, wow. Where I think it had a, and why are we doing a podcast? <laughs> a 50,000% <laughs> ROI. Holy cow. That's wild. The second, the second most successful with a 5,500% ROI. So a order of magnitude less was get out. Made oh. a whole bunch yeah. of cash. But yeah, Flair Witch Project. I feel like that's, there was like a rush of terrible found footage movies because people are like you can make that much money They're like well but still that cost that's a, it, you said it cost five hundred thousand to make yeah see that surprised me i thought it'd be like 20 grand yeah i mean i think everybody oh, was like editing, an actual actor marketing, and everything so. yeah oh okay yeah all right yeah um and i feel like that's kind of it i feel like people were like i could make blair witch project and they're like well you're not a professional film editor though <laughs> like sure yeah or like exactly. professional sound i also read somewhere that the uh the actors in blair witch would get their um, they wouldn't get lines. They would get like what was happening to their character that day. I've heard that too. Yeah. And like, they couldn't share with each other, which is props to the actors for being able yeah, to work good. like that. It's very cool. That's what Matt and I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we don't try to scare each other. <laughs> Sometimes moving benches and stuff. <laughs> Classic. The, everybody knows that's the scariest. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so Especially I have, when they're not real. <laughs> Fake benches. So I've got, I have one last question, but there's a lot of questions rolled up into this. All right. So to bring our, our scary movies home, I've got 10 to 15 actors who got their film debuts in scary movies. So do you guys want the movie or the actor? And you'll guess the other one. I'll give you guys a choice here. I'd like the movie. The movie? I'm game with that. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, oh, yeah, I'll take the actor. <laughs> Give us both. Format doesn't easier. really work that way. <laughs> All right. So I'm giving you... Oh, if you want the actor, Matt, that's fine. <laughs> so I'll give, you, I'll, give you guys, uh, I'll give you guys movies. I'll start out with a couple of maybe the better known ones. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one. Debut for a very, very popular guy. Very popular guy. Johnny Depp. Oh, well. Johnny Depp. <laughs> I, oh, waited. Yeah. I waited as long as I could. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, do you remember how Johnny Depp dies? He gets pulled into the bed and blood spurts up onto the ceiling and it's... <laughs> He's the blood geyser. <laughs> oh my gosh. Nice memory. What a first film. Yeah. Uh, how about uh, just slightly harder? Friday the 13th. It's another big actor in this one. <laughs> Is this... Uh, do we know the gender in this one or not? He. It's another male actor. Yeah, it's a he. Another male. Um, gosh. Kevin Bacon. Yep, Kevin Bacon. Good guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Matt had that one right yeah. away. He was ready for it. <laughs> you saved it? Aw. Um, yeah, he, again, uh, do you remember how Kevin Bacon dies in that one? It's he another famous a, death. An arrow through the chest. Yep. yep. Oh, that was him? Yeah. I remember that. I didn't remember that being Kevin Bacon, though. It's a good... Right, it's I like the first death. Yeah. 
Yeah. He was like a nobody in the movie. Yeah, I think he had like no credits almost at all. Maybe like uncredited stuff. But um, yeah, so I, I will again invoke the name of Tom Savini, special effects guru, came up with that very good special effect of oh. Kevin Bacon getting shot with an arrow. Um, all right, so let's, let's try one that's a little bit harder. Halloween 5, The Curse of Michael <laughs> Myers. Oh, that was... Oh. Joseph Gordon-Levitt? It's a good guess. It's he's in right. one of those Halloween cool. movies. He is. I think he's... Oh, which one? He might be in... Three or four. Yeah. This guy, he plays a grown-up Tommy Doyle, the little boy from the first Halloween. Oh. Wow. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, he was once named the sexiest man alive, I'm pretty sure, by people. Oh. Oh, uh, McConaughey? Matthew McConaughey? No, but keep that name <laughs> oh. in your back pocket. <laughs> you may show up again. Ooh. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal? Thinking no. of being one of my sexy guys here. I'll give you... Here, oh, uh, think uh, recent Marvel heroes. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, He's not a hero. what's his name? Um, Captain America? What was his name? Chris Evans? Not Chris Evans. No. Funnier than Chris Evans. Paul oh, Rudd. Paul Rudd. It's his like okay. first big film role was the lead in Halloween 5. Wow. It's what year was that? Not a good movie. Probably like the year before <laughs> Clueless came out. Well, yeah. Let's, yeah. let's see. We can, we've got the power of the internet here. October 13th, 1989. It must have been Friday the 13th, right? Wow. Probably. It's got to be. Um, it, it cracks me up to think of Paul Rudd in a horror movie now. Yeah. Like, uh, all right, here's a, uh, a famous actor here. This will be, I'll be surprised if you guys get this one. This is Friday the 13th for the final chapter, as previously mentioned. Uh, this is a actor who was a big deal, and then all of a sudden he wasn't. One of those, like... Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> I, I think I missed the part where Matthew McConaughey stopped being a big get, deal. Did he get killed in a link? Huh? Hmm. No, he got killed in a Lincoln in that one, didn't he? And then he turned his, turned his career around. Yep. It was a haunted Lincoln. Uh, <laughs> actors who, who were big deals and then weren't. Like the first one that comes to mind is Mel Gibson, oh. but that's not going to be. <laughs> oh. oh, no, no, no. I know this. Um, what's his name? Oh. It could also say Walk McFly. Yep. Yep. McFly. You got the right movie. You got the right movie, the right person. Well, there's a whole family of McFlies. So. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, Crispin Glover. Glover, oh, yes, Crispin Glover. Yeah, this movie of is Friday the Thirteenth Four, the final chapter. He also right. gets killed. Um, then goes on to be really good in Back to the Future, and then I think sued Back to the Future Two for using his lines. And yep. I don't. What is, didn't he like go crazy on Letterman or something? Or is there some reason? Oh yeah, that was classic. Yeah, yeah he tried to kick him in the head. <laughs> oh, I love Crispin Glover. He's hilarious. <laughs> He came out with a movie that was like a, a it was called Cap, Clown Clown or something. Remember that? Clowny Clown Clown. <laughs> he was he was touring with this like home movie oh. called Clowny Clown Clown. I have to look that huh. up. And he was look it up. That's so weird. He was he's like one of those like genius bizarre guys. Right. He was like, great in Alice in Wonderland. Know what to make. What's it called? He was in Alice in Wonderland, the live action one. The Tim Burton one. Yeah. Yeah, huh. he's uh, like the, the Red Knight or something. He's very creepy and stretched out. Interesting. 
Well, he was in a, a more recent movie, that Hot Tub Time Machine, wasn't it? I didn't know that. I that. Man, he's been yeah. all over the place. Yeah, he came back. I don't know. That was maybe 10 years ago. Interesting. Kind of creepy. All right. Uh, this one doesn't actually tie it to Hot Tub Time Machine, but it seems like this guy should be in it. Uh, first appearance was in Donnie Darko. First film appearance. Oh. He was in a very popular TV show before this, though. Okay. Jason Bateman? No. Well, I don't know that Jake Gyllenhaal was on TV. No, it's not Gyllenhaal. Jake. L- Matthew McConaughey? I was going to say it's a lesser role than Jake Gyllenhaal, but obviously it's a lesser role than Jake Gyllenhaal. Was, it the, was he a kid It was the, the creepy bunny? <laughs> Big TV star creepy uh, bunny. <laughs> he, he was a teenager. All right. Like a young kid. He was probably in the process of writing... He was like playing somebody who was the age that this guy was when he wrote his first smash hit comedy. Oh, is it uh, Seth Rogen? Seth Rogen. Oh, All right. Yeah. He's, he's I don't remember him in that movie. But... Rolling around in Donnie oh. Darko. It, that was like one of the things where people pointed out, they're like, well, it's technically his film debut, but he was already in Freaks and Geeks, which was a way huge deal. So it's not like he was new or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, that's another guy. Kind of cracks me up to think of him in a scary movie. Um, let's move on to Leprechaun, a movie that inexplicably has sequels. <laughs> it does. Inexplicably, really? Leprechaun in the hood. In the hood. Yeah. God. But it did do one good thing for the world, and that was introduce this female actor to the world. Oh. All right. That's the question. Who was that? Yep. Haley Berry. No. Looks like Matt, you look like you got this one too. Yeah, I'll just I'll just say it. Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston. Really? Yeah. (laughs) First first film is Leprechaun, and one I imagine she would like to put behind her. It's oh yeah. It's not good. (laughs) I remember the first time I saw her was she was in the television version of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. There's a television that, version of Ferris Bueller's was Day Off. Yeah, check it, it out. Yeah. You can Sounds find it. terrible. <laughs> it was pretty bad. Yeah. I have a hard time imagining anybody could like do that movie well. I know. It was hard. Yeah. Actually, the actor who played Ferris Bueller did about as good a job yeah. as you could, what I remember, but still. It's a movie that like makes me think, if you tried to remake Back to the Future, like there are actors who are better than Michael J. Fox, but I don't know how you could possibly... like. No, you could play it right. Yeah, right. Well, Kristen Glover too. It's yeah. Same thing. I mean, you can't have another McFly. I mean, that was just amazing. <laughs> I read a pretty compelling argument that uh, that Back to the Future is a perfect movie. Somebody broke down scene by scene that everything in it is exactly what you want it to be, and I was like, "Yeah, huh. I'm pretty sold." Kind of, yeah. Um, okay, this is. I'm not gonna lie. This is probably the hardest one on the whole list. Um, only this is the hardest actor to guess. There is a harder question on the list. This movie is Urban Legends Bloody Mary. Speaking of inexplicable sequels, if anybody's seen the first Urban Legend with Jared Leto, it does not deserve a sequel <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, that, see, that's always sad when they have a horrible movie they make a sequel out of it. Right? <laughs> that's fascinating to me. Jeez. Um, what was the question? Who is the uh, female actor who got her break? And this one's hard. This, I feel like this is not a name that you're not a, it's not thinking a name. of a lot. Not a name. It's not a name. <laughs> Prince. 
<laughs> I got nothing. Uh, this one is. When you say it's not a name, you mean it's an entity. It's not. It's not a big name. Like oh, it's. But we've heard of it. Probably Chloe Grace Moretz. That's that's a name. Probably. Maybe I'm just unaware of this person's exploits, but Chloe Grace Moretz might even okay. be a bigger star. Okay. <laughs> uh, that Moonfry girl. If you're looking for Rooney Mara, <laughs> which you're pretty close to. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's Rooney Mara, who is a person oh, whose no name way. I know, but I can't literally place her in anything else. Yeah, she was in uh, Game... Uh, she was awesome in Game of uh, what's card Game of not Game of Thrones. Make it up. The uh, what was it called? Was she the girl with the dragon tattoo, or is that someone else? No, 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 no. She was in the she was in that spe- Kevin Spacey show, House of Cards. House of Cards. Yeah, it's just one of those names. Yeah, she was killed <laughs> off in the, like the second season. All right. Yeah, we got three more. These are the, by far the biggest names on the list. Well, maybe not. Johnny Depp was already on the list. Um, Critters Three, God. huge deal. Guy famously was in this movie. Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> nope. But oh, no, keep that in your back pocket. Um, Are you serious? It He's is. It's none other than a young, adorable Leonardo DiCaprio. Leo DiCaprio. <laughs> Wait a minute. What's the name of the movie? Critters Three. <laughs> really? It's not his first movie. It's another not great movie, but yeah, he had one <laughs> uncredited uh, part before that. And it oh, just, I thought his first movie was the uh, where he played the. What's eating Gilbert Grape? Grape. Yes. That yeah. is what Leo DiCaprio would like you to think was his first movie. <laughs> exactly. I imagine. You're probably right. Um, here's a movie I've literally never heard of until I was doing research for this episode. Cutting Class. It's about a slasher who gets loose in like a high school. I think. That's about a good, as good as Chopping Mall. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, <laughs> you better not be besmirching Chopping Mall. Just the name convention. Just <laughs> any movie that has killer robots rolling yeah. around the mall, I'm on board. It's really good. <laughs> uh, Patrick Dempsey. I like that guess. Eric, do you have a guess? Patrick Swayze. <laughs> <laughs> it is Brad Pitt. Oh, oh. I, I recommend looking up a picture of Brad Pitt in cutting class because he looks like a child. Like he's probably 20, but oh. he's, it's one of those things my, my wife was like, you know, if I didn't know that was Brad Pitt, I'd probably just be like, oh, that's a decent looking like young man. Yeah. Uh, it's like when you see like young pictures of George Clooney and you're like, time has been good to you, George Clooney. Like you weren't a bad looking man before, but it's just Ooh. been trending upwards. Ever since. Oh yeah. He's got that, those baby, baby lips, right? baby eyes. Uh, it's still kind of got like full cheeks and everything. Yeah, pouty. Yeah. He hadn't slimmed down for Fight Club just yet. No. Uh, and finally, two people in this one. Whoa. Texas Chainsaw, The Next Generation. Oh, gosh. You looking for a double? I'm looking for a double. You guys have a pretty good hint on one of them. Someone with... Oh, yeah. Matthew Broderick. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew McConaughey? Matthew McConaughey is one of them. Finally. The other yes. one is uh, an actress. Um, uh, she played... She's she's blonde. She played a very sad and literary woman in a series of comedies. Oh, right in a book. Oh, yeah. That was um, Kristen Bell. No, nope. other than that, she um, had a diary. Oh, not a lot of girls have a diary. <laughs> I was going to say Anne Frank. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's her, she's pregnant. It's, she's English. What's yeah? It's Renee right. Zellweger. 
Renee Zellweger yes. oh. yeah Bridget Jones oh, diary Bridget Jones you had me at hello <laughs> the two of them were both in Texas Chainsaw the next generation the movie was so bad they weren't going to release it and Ooh. they just like shelved it and then I don't remember what year that was but like four or five years later Renee Zellweger and Matthew McConaughey were huge stars so they just pulled it off the shelf and released it oh yeah so uh, probably really big on the cover <laughs> yep so for movie going audiences you just randomly had inexplicably like five year younger mega stars in a <laughs> absolutely atrocious oh, uh, movie i wonder it's if, a, uh who had a better texas accent <laughs> it's gotta be a toss-up yeah i will play i don't know who had a better texas texas accent between renee zellweger and 2003 texas chainsaw massacres jessica beale um, probably gonna be a pretty tough pretty tough battle <laughs> uh so that is that's every that's all the horror movie trivia i got for you guys all right i hope i hope you enjoyed it i learned yeah. a lot thank um, you the end of our Halloween spook extravaganza for 2020. So get a couple of regular episodes in here, and then maybe bump into some Christmas stuff. We'll see. See how we're feeling. Uh, until then, if if there's anything that you would like to hear us talk about, you can always let us know. You can go to that's what I meant pod.com. There's a thing there where you can enter a comment and send a message. Say whatever your topic is, send it over, and we'll do the research and write your research paper for you. <laughs> um you just gotta wait like seven weeks for it to come out what else anything else go check out reviewparty.com there's a new episode every week um so you don't have to wait as long as you do for this podcast and uh leave us a review we always like to be reviewed and more importantly tell your friends because uh, people probably listen to you more than they listen to anonymous <laughs> reviews anyway so uh, until next time thank you and thank you matt thank you eric mm -hmm. you're welcome happy well, halloween Catch you guys next time. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Avoid five o'clock shadow. Use gem blade. Use gem blade.